Hey everyone, exciting announcement. We will be giving away Marvin Monkey stuffed animals to dedicated listeners of the podcast throughout the month of November. This is how it will work. At the end of each podcast released in November, there will be a question about the content of an episode of the podcast. Send your answer to mailcarrier at grapeseed.com. You will have one week to answer each question. For example, for the question released on the November 6th episode, you have until November 13th to email your answer in. Winners will be randomly chosen from correct answers. There will be one question released each week with one winner randomly chosen per question, except for the November 27th episode where two winners will be chosen, bringing the total number of free Marvin monkeys to five. Grapeseed staff will not be eligible to win, but anyone else who is listening will. Once all winners have been chosen, we will ship out the monkeys in December. So be ready to send your answers to mailcarrier at grapeseed.com. And be ready for the first question on the November 6th episode. Happy listening! Hello and welcome to the Grapeseed Official Podcast. Miklos is back again today for another This and That episode, discussing a variety of topics. Today we wanted to focus on Little Seed, our exciting program for three-year-old children. Some of you out there may have Little Seed programs in your schools, and some may not, but we wanted to discuss the exciting potential this program has on students who are still a bit too young for Grapeseed. So Miklos, welcome back to the podcast. I am really excited to be here today because Little Seed is not just... Just a, it's not a curriculum to me anymore. It's it's become a way of life. Well, with your your own children at home, but we'll get into yes. that a little bit. Yeah, here. oh, we will. Before we get into it too much, I wanted to note that Mikolo started his own podcast mainly for the parents of Japanese kids using grape seeds. So yeah. why don't you take a little bit of time here and plug your podcast? Yes, if you happen to do a thank you, Adam. If you happen to do a. Google search or a uh, a podcast search for Grapeseed or Grapeseed Podcast, you might come across something called Grapeseed Radio. And that is our uh, our official podcast here in Japan. It's a Japanese language podcast uh, for parents of Grapeseed students. And my... In uh, Japan. In Japan, yeah. yes. Uh, although if you're Japanese or you speak Japanese and you live outside of Japan, which um, which there are there are Japanese schools and Japanese people and kids living all over the world, of course. Um, and if you're in a grapeseed class, then definitely by all means uh, you can access it on iTunes and Google Play and everything. And if you just want to hear uh, what this voice sounds like speaking clumsy Japanese uh, and laughing incoherently at my own jokes, like I do here on this show, then have a listen. Grape Seed Radio. Yeah, so it's all in Japanese. Yes. So if you don't speak Japanese, then might not be worth your time. You might want to just stick with this podcast. But definitely, if you if you can understand it, or if you're even learning it yourself, why not listen to Miklos and learn some extra some extra Japanese on the side? Yes, and it's not just me. I have a co-host. Uh, the great, great uh, Amy Ayata is also on the show. So uh, uh, definitely, uh, if you enjoy listening to Japanese people and Japanese. Uh, language talk about grapeseed and little seed, of course, then have a listen. Yeah. So grapeseed radio is what you're looking for. That's right. So I am certainly subscribed and I wish him and his co-host Amy all of the best. 
we're all we're all in it together. Yes, we are all in it together. Yeah. So let's yeah. get into the topic of the day, yeah. Little Seed. Why don't you talk a little bit about the program in general for those who don't know what it is? Little Seed is created by the same people who created and continue to uh, develop Grapeseed. But it's, I get this question sometimes from school uh, owners and principals and teachers and even, even parents have asked this question in a certain kind of way. Uh, is, is Little Seed a, a prerequisite for, for starting Grapeseed? And no, I mean, uh, it's, like, it's, it's, it's better if kids do Little Seed. Actually, it's better if all kids everywhere experience Little Seed, whether they speak English or not, mm. to begin with, because it's, um, it's wonderful. Basically, it's, a, uh, it's an experience for children. Uh, it's designed to be a first experience with the sounds of English. And it's, it's for three-year-olds. And uh, obviously, because Grapeseed, uh, Grapeseed Unit 1 is designed for kids who are four years old mm-hmm. to, uh, to start that. But, but prior to that, uh, kids can have the chance to experience Little Seed. And they, the entire program is, is designed around sounds of English. And there are characters that introduce sounds like lily lobster and uh, rosy rabbit and uh, you the can l and the r sound yeah, yeah. you can see where that's going or ivan the pirate um and so kids um uh they they experience the sounds they play with the sounds uh there's no phonics like in grapeseed because uh developmentally speaking um i say this to, to parent presentations a lot when i speak to japanese parents here that uh when it comes to like you know phonemic awareness, uh, I mean, and there's you can read different. I, I read different things in different places, but the stuff that what what this is based on is the fact that uh, phonemic awareness, the the association of, of letters and sounds, is is more well developed when kids who are four years old, and when you're three. And this is what I tell parents: some kids can do it earlier. But a lot can't. So it's better if we just wait until everybody can can become phonemically aware, uh, and then prior to that, just have fun with sounds. Don't don't worry about letters and things yet. Uh, you know. Um, so just, there's not going to be air writing. There's no right. writers. There's not things like that. But right. kids through some of the materials are just going to be exposed to sounds in English, especially sounds that are kind of unique to English, like that L versus the R sound, yeah. or certain vowel sounds that we'll kind of get into later. Yeah, like there's a there's a song in uh, set one of Little Seed called Sing, Sing, Sing. And in the song, ing, um, well, especially when compared to, to uh, Japanese per se, because we're in Japan, so I'm just going to use that as, as an example of a difference. In English, when we say sing, 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 that the you know that that g that that g at the end is is almost non-existent. It's just like sing, sing, sing. If you're if you're a native English speaker or you're a very good speaker of English, you know that it's s i n g sing. But to a non-native speaker or a person who doesn't speak English or um, isn't um, hasn't uh, had experience with the sounds, it could sound um, it, it's confusing, and, and they won't even be able to hear those sounds. And like for us, there are sounds in other languages that we aren't able to hear. Um, that native speakers do. And in Japanese, the word sing often gets translated into singu. Um, so singu, singu, singu would be a different song altogether, but the ing's like, um, you know, I like to sing when I'm walking. It's full of words that have that sound. And all of Little Seed, everything in Little Seed is, is designed that way. Um, but there's no letters. Like we teach, we're kind of teaching 
um, the ing, ing sound, but we're never talking about ing, we're never writing it on the board, uh, we're just experiencing it orally. And the lily lobster and the rosy rabbit, the L versus R thing, we never show Ls, we never show the letter R, but kids, uh, they naturally experience those sounds they get used to them they learn how to they learn how to hear them and the differences between them uh and the difference the differences in the sounds between their native language whatever that may be and and english um and so through these these songs and these stories that are so wonderful when i first came across it i was like kind of like what i did with grapeseed i was like what is this so what how do i as an adult with a, uh, I was about to say a rational mind, but a lot of people would disagree with that. Um, just as a, with an adult mind, I couldn't wrap my mind around it until I saw kids experiencing it. And then I went, oh, okay, now I get it. Uh, and now I know what to do with it. But uh, So let's back up a little bit yeah. there because you, you've touched on a lot of really important hmm. things. And one of those is that similar to Grapeseed, Little Seed is a language acquisition program as opposed to a language learning program. So right. we're not doing any grammatical structures on the board. Kids are just being exposed, like you said. They're experiencing the language just naturally. Right. And then, just like Little Seed isn't a precursor for Grapeseed, like you mentioned before, but if, they, if they're experiencing all these sounds, they're experiencing single-letter phonograms, multi-letter phonograms, and Little Seed, then yeah. when they get to those in Grapeseed later, they'll, there'll be more aha moments for them when they get there. Oh, they'll like, definitely have an advantage. Yeah, exactly. They'll be like, "Oh yeah, I remember this when in this song." And there's more things you can talk about if your kids have gone through Little Seed. Yeah. If you want to reference old materials, but it isn't a prerequisite. That's a really important thing to mention. That this is a it's a language acquisition program. It's very similar to Grapeseed in a lot of ways, but it's not a requirement for kids to do Little Seed before they enter Grapeseed. No, it does not require. However, uh, if uh, if you have the chance to get little seed, if you're not doing it yet, and if you're not, it's okay. But if if there's a if you if if there's a chance for for more kids to experience little seed, um, dive in and, and take that opportunity to ask ask around, find out how you can do it because uh, it will it it makes everyone's. I think it makes your life better to experience little seed. <laughs> it's not. He's not wrong. I, I agree. <laughs> Um, one of the, the big things, though, that we can unpack from what Mikolos was saying was that kids hearing the difference between sounds of English, the earlier we can start experiencing that as people in our language development, the better we can determine that difference. Like, right. for example, we're adults now, Mikolos, uh, pretty old adults. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, let me write this down. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty old at this point. So if we're trying to learn something like Vietnamese or Chinese, something that has like tones in the language. Oh, it's a yeah. lot more difficult for us to hear that now. Yeah. But you know, kids in every country learn that language just naturally by growing up in it. Your ears, when you're younger, you're able to hear the difference between words a lot better. You're able to hear the different sounds a lot better and more clearly distinguish between them than when you get older. You kind of lose the ability to hear things once you kind of go through puberty and you mature into being an adult. So I know, right? It's hopeless I, for us, but it's not hopeless for our kids. That's so interesting because um, it's true. I, I'm struggling right now because I watch a, I, I, I probably shouldn't say the name of the program on here. Although if you want to know what it is, I'll, I'll share it with you if you, if you email the show. Um, I watch a, a program, a, uh, an animated Chinese program. 
uh, with my sons. And one of the little segments on this animated show is um, about they introduce uh, uh, Chinese characters, uh, and and then they they you practice saying them when basically they there's this tone practice. Because, mm-hmm. like you said, uh, as uh, most of you, and especially if you're Chinese, you probably uh, hopefully know this, uh, that, uh, um, yeah, it's, it's a tonal language. Unlike, it's very, very opposite to, to, to Japanese, or, or, uh, which is such an interesting thing But to me. But, but this Chinese program that we watch, is, uh, it's, 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 for, it's for little kids. To, um, it's, I think it's actually for little Chinese kids, to be honest. Uh, but we just watch it cause, because it's fun and we like it, and the songs are nice. Uh, there's a Ni Hao song and, uh, and a uh, Zai Qian song. Zai Qian Pong Yuma. And, um, but I, I try to do these, these tonal sounds. And my son, who's four, he is so much better at it than me. <laughs> and he has even corrected me. I'll just, I'll just be like, Cha! And he's like, no, Papa, uh, it's like this. And I'm like, see, I, I would try to imitate him correcting me, but since he's correcting me because I'm wrong and I can't do it, I can't imitate him. Because uh, mm. you can't hear it anymore. Yeah. I, can't, I think I, you might be able yeah. to hear it, I'm but it's really difficult. Of, yeah. It's like a state of denial where I think I can hear it and I, I, I'm pretty confident with my ability until someone like a four year old gives me feedback and, and says I can't do it, um, then it's uh, it's very disheartening. But it, it, it's it's true, right? I can't learn new things. <laughs> in, a, in a similar vein, like when I, I moved to Japan and I was in very north Japan, so the, the northern prefecture of the main island, and they have their own way of speaking. Mm. So if I speak Japanese now, Pretty much everybody says, oh, you sound like you're from Aomori, which is where I was. And I can't hear it, why my Japanese sounds different from the standard Japanese. But it's just something that as we get older, we we lose the ability to differentiate. Yeah, right. Regional dialects. Like, I mean, uh, that's a fascinating topic. And it's... uh, One we'll get into on another day. Yeah, excellent. Let's get back into a little scene here (laughs) before we get too off track. So... We have this nice program for three-year-olds. It's mm-hmm. another language acquisition program. So let's talk about your favorite part of this, the characters. Yes. So why don't you talk about the characters a little bit here? Um, well, there's, there's two parts to this. And the first part is that there are uh, the Grapeseed friends, you know, uh, Pete, Tanya, Artie, those guys, Johnny Bear, Marvin Monkey. Jenny Bear. Jenny Bear. There's, oh, if you guys haven't experienced Little Seed and you like, and you're a fan of the Grapeseed characters, um, there is a song in Little Seed uh, called Jenny Bear, and it's sung by Johnny Bear. And it is uh, one, one of my favorite things ever. No spoilers. Um, no spoilers. I, oh, I wish I could spoil it, but I can't. But basically, uh, <laughs> but all the characters, Pete and Tanya, these characters that kids grow up with later in Grapeseed, um, you know, like in Grapeseed, all, when the kids start, when they're four years old, uh, uh, ideally, obviously, um, sometimes it's a little different. But but at four years old, they uh, they meet Tanya and Dee Dee and everybody and Artie and when they're three. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, yeah, exactly. In Gravesy, they meet them when they're four. But and but yeah, all, but in the Little Seed, they meet them when they're three. Yeah, exactly. They um, I was just I was looking recently at like a Gravesy like Unit Thirty Five reader, and it's all Pete and Tanya and Dee Dee and Artie, and they're all grown up and they're all like in Mongolia or somewhere having adventures. But then I, you go out to Little Seed, and it's almost like a prequel because like it's uh um the uh all the Gravesy for all the Gravesy friends are three years old, just like the kids who are going to be learning with them. And it's it's one it's it's also um it's also really cute. So that that's the first reaction I get from a lot of parents who uh I, I, I've met a lot of parents whose older child 
is already in grapeseed. But the younger child, they're thinking of putting them into little seed. So they come to the explanation meeting and I'm, I show them samples of uh, books and things like that. And they look at the characters and they know who they are because they, they're already fans of grapeseed. And the first thing that they say is, this is so cute. And it is like seeing like a, like a little version of, uh, like, a, like a three-year-old version of Johnny Bear and then Pete and Tanya and all them. It's, um, and even Marvin Monkey, like he's little and three and, um, in this uh, curriculum. And the second part of the characters is the actual, um, the, the characters, who, the, the original characters, the, the, the little C characters, who are the, um, uh, they introduce the sounds of English. And like, these are all toys of Johnny Bears in the classroom that kind yeah, of come to life, that's a, at least in his exactly. imagination. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's uh, like, for example, um, right now, my younger son, who's not three years old yet, but he just enjoys it at home and because because it's easy to understand. And He'll call the grapeseed police. Uh, no, seed police. that's right. Yeah, he'll, he'll be in a little seed class in a, in a couple of years. But uh, my, right now, my older son, he's, he is in the little seed class. And uh, he's on set too right now. And we, uh, all of us, uh, but especially my, especially my little one, uh, he really, for some reason, loves Noble Knight. And of course, Noble Knight is a nice knight. And he introduces the sound, the, the English sound of n, the in, the, yeah, the in sound. But we don't, again, we don't, we don't, we don't talk about the letter n in Little Seed. We just sing a song of where there's lots of those sounds uh, in an interesting context. Uh, with uh, with colorful um, illustrations and animation that is uh, it's fun for kids and they can they're learning they're getting used to and learning the sounds of English without even knowing it but in, in the song though he goes um, my older son he just he just started singing it the right way and I I, I, I wish I could go back to when he was cute because the song goes it goes um, uh, never never fight says noble knight and at the end he goes never he goes never 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 fight be nice but my older son when he was learning the song he would say he would sing it like this uh, never 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 be nice and it always cracked me up uh, because he left a really, really important part, uh, and uh, no, so my my younger son though he he can't quite talk. He can only say a few words so far. But I'll sing the song like never, 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 and I'll leave off the end. And he'll just go bing bang, and uh, it's super fun. It's it's just a fun way to. Uh, I mean, I already have an English atmosphere in my house, but for, for so it's just it just it just augments that and makes it even more fun. But if for for all of the parents out there and the families who who don't have uh, who don't speak English um, and in, are in, in need of an English environment in their house for their little ones before grapeseed to to have fun uh, getting used to the sounds of English, I have never seen anything that. Uh, that could compete with just the fun and the um, the joy that's in it. Mm. Like, and but basically, that's what the characters bring out. There's all these characters. Lily, uh, Lily Lounge is one of my favorite. Opera Octopus is one of my favorites because at the end, when she sings her opera song, she coughs and it, and kids laugh. Like, there's these little jokes, these little cheesy jokes in it, and kids start to get it. And uh, um, there's just a yeah. And again. If you are a fan of the illustrations and the animation of Grapeseed, then you're going to love this even more because um, it's it's the same people, uh, but with something with a little extra magic dust sprinkled on it. I don't know. I feel like I'm trying to sell it, because, uh, uh, but I'm not. You are um, an evangelist. Yeah. So. Uh, if you're listening to this, you probably already teach it, or you're already a fan of it. So I'm just uh, excited to um, express um, what uh, what I think. Well, let me pull the reins yeah. back on me. Oh, good, a good. Bit. Uh, 
he mentioned a couple other things, like always in his in his long answer. Um, mm-hmm. That <laughs> noble knight. Now, because we're not hung up on the actual spellings of things, and we're not teaching single letters versus multi-letter phonograms. If you think about the spelling of both of those words, noble starts with an N, but then knight starts with K-N, right? That's right. But we're not not hung up on that. We're just exposing students to the sounds of English, not the spelling. So things like noble knight or Cecil snake, Mm -hmm. Cecil starts with a C, snake starts with an S, obviously. But in this case, they're making the same sound. So students are getting exposed, regardless of the spelling of English, which can be ridiculous. Yeah. Um, students are being exposed to just the sounds of English that might be different from their own language. You just reminded me. I actually, this is a joke, by the way. I submitted a uh, character for Little Seed, which was rejected. Peter Pterodactyl. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, uh, uh, it was turned down for exactly the reason you just said. <laughs> Apparently, I didn't get it at the beginning but uh but yeah that's that's exactly right or like x-ray xylophone that's uh, that's right i don't i don't know what kind of character that would be i mean your your pterodactyl one makes a bit more sense yes (laughs) i thought peter pterodactyl would be great but uh yeah not 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 so great doesn't quite align (laughs) with the teaching of the sounds in in association um so let's talk about the general structure of little seed so little seed is like we mentioned a program for three-year-olds so this is designed to be a one-year program Right. That you teach in your schools, and it's subdivided into eight different sets. Yes. Okay. And all those characters Miklos is talking about, those noble knight, Ivan the pirate, Cecil Snake, those characters, there's four per set. Yes. That are introduced. And they're not just doing things with those characters. Students are getting a lot of the same types of materials that they would get in Grapeseed, like songs, stories, action activities, mm-hmm. vocabulary, picture cards. They're all taught a little differently, more streamlined and designed for a three-year-old developmental stages. But there's a lot of the same fun and joy like Miklos was talking about that mm-hmm. you can have in your classroom with these characters and these materials. Yeah, it really, and this is written somewhere in the literature about Little Seed, but and it's, and it's a phrase that I use with uh, with parents and teachers and school administrators pretty much daily when I speak with them. Uh, and this would go for Little Seed as, as well as Grape Seed uh, too, but uh, especially for Little Seed is that yeah, it's um, it is a curriculum. It's got it has all the materials, so it, it it can look a little bit intimidating at first for for teachers because it has all the all the tools. Um, but uh, it's meant to be play with meaning. And that's, that's, that's a phrase that has been sticking with me so much, play with meaning. Like there's, there's play without meaning, which is uh, kind of what kids do when they're outside on the playground. I mean, that has, that has, a, has a meaning, but it's, um, they're, they're not... It's not focused on a particular yeah, objective. It's not really concentrated, like comprehensible input or, or focused on sounds of a language or anything. It's, it's play for a different purpose. But this kind of play is play with meaning. It's play so that kids, um, as they, they do what they naturally do, playing and laughing and singing and listening to stories and learning lessons from their teacher about like, you know, be nice, um, that they are... Uh, subconsciously acquiring a language and the, when it's taught at its at its best kids just think that they they're um, if they're not aware that they're 
there for the reason of learning or acquiring language, uh, the better, I think. That, that means they can concentrate on the input. They can concentrate on getting the comprehensible input. Um, I was just, uh, one of my favorite, this will be the first of uh, maybe a few times when I mentioned some of my favorite stuff in the curriculum, but one of my favorite songs in, the, uh, in Little Seed is um, one of the character ditties is uh, Fernando the Flying Fish. Uh, and the reason being is because when I was a little kid, one of my favorite movies uh, was um, the, I, I grew up with my family. We, we watched lots of my musical movies on TV, the Santa, Santa music and stuff like that. But uh, one of my favorite movies was uh, Man of La Mancha. And, um, uh, and the uh, Fernando the Flying Fish kind of has that, he has a little bit of a Spanish flair. When you see him, he, he has like a Salvador Dali mustache and, uh, uh, and the song itself, I would not be surprised if it's inspired a little bit by Man of La Mancha, because it goes, follow my flying fish family. And, uh, and, but then, and then there's a story about Fernando the Flying Fish. And, um, uh, and when kids are singing the song and, and listening to the story, they should not be thinking, oh, I'm here to learn English. Um, they should be thinking, wow, Fernando, he's a flying fish. I, now I want to fly too. And even in the teaching notes for, for teachers in the teacher manual, it says things like, Review the word fast by asking a student to demonstrate how they would swim fast and then faster and faster. And that's in the song. It's in the story. And, um, and then asking questions like, like how many, like how many, like this is a part of the story. Uh, how many fish girls does he have? And how many fish boys does he have? And, um, and it's just kids, they're not thinking about English or, or their native language. They're just thinking about Fernando and his family and he's flying and he's got girls and boys in his family. And, and that's it. And when we love to listen to our teachers sing songs. And, uh, and furthermore, since uh, a really important part of the, of the implementation of Little Seed is that we do not force student output. Mm. Uh, and especially so in Little Seed. We just, if kids want to just sit and listen for an entire year, they can do that, but they probably won't. Um, and and again, it goes back to the other thing that I often, uh, you, you all listening and we all know that the less you force this, the more output you're going to get anyway. Like uh, the less you try Especially to quote unquote. Especially with three-year-olds. Yeah, right? Like they have stuff to say. You don't have to force them to say anything. And this being a new language, it's going to take them some time before they, before they, learn the muscle actions to be able to produce these sounds, but it's not going to take long, especially since most of it is set to music. They are going to start repeating what you say and singing the songs. Like my my two year old boy, who doesn't he knows like six words in the whole world. Like one, not even one of them isn't even his own name. Um, and uh, he's already singing the uh, the end of Noble Night. And um, and I'll sing Nice Nice Day. And at the end I go, It's a nice nice. And at the end he goes day. <laughs> and like uh, uh, like anyway. So that's. When it comes to kids going to your Little C class, um, it's about Little C. It's not about English, per se. English is a very, I mean, it is an English curriculum, but it's, it's, I like to treat it as the happy byproduct of a joyful experience that is created when you use these things um, effectively. And uh, So if we're going to yeah. compare that with Grapeseed, like our expectations are going to have to necessarily be different than what we can expect our students to do. Oh, right. So like if we think about three-year-olds, they they want to get up and move around a lot more. So you're going to be incorporating a lot more movement in your class mm -hmm. as opposed to like sitting down and watching the teacher read the poem. Um, you're They're going to speak, but 
They probably aren't going to speak in complete sentences, except maybe towards the end of Little Seed. You might have like a super special class where students are speaking in complete sentences of yeah. Little Seed from set one. But t- chances are that you'll ask questions and your students will give you one or two word answers, but that's okay. And like Miklo said, we're not forcing output. So your lessons are going to be necessarily shorter because they're younger students. They're yeah. going to be a lot more fun, a lot of movement. You have little kids, so they might just start crying or they might start peeing in their pants. So that's one thing you're going to have to be talking to your coach a lot about to get some advice on how to help (laughs) manage your class. We have some recommendations, of course, if you attend Little Seed Training. Um, But it's it's definitely – it's similar to Grape Seed in a lot of ways, but it's also very different because of the age group and just because of the curriculum in general. On the subject of peeing your pants, uh, th- I promise that this is this is not a th- this is a good segue, um, everybody, uh, and it applies to this directly. Uh, I was um, I was teaching a class a, a while back where, uh, and I think it was um, it was it was grapes or little seed, but it, it applies to both, um, but especially this because of what you just said. Um, so we're. Yeah, Sometimes we get this question. As a as a grapeseed coach, I would get this question sometimes, or I would say I would notice this thing sometimes that um, I'd be watching a class, and then some kids would say, like right in the middle, some kids would say, "Oh, uh, teacher, can I can I may I go to the bathroom?" Um, and then another kid would say, "Oh, can I go too?" And the other say, oh, "Can I go too?" Uh, and I I always had to find a nice way of saying because the teacher would bring it up to me. Yeah, they always want to go to the bathroom like in the middle of my class, and I used to have this too. And uh, the reason was because my class wasn't interesting to them. Uh, usually the only kid who really has to go to the bathroom is the first one. Everybody else just wants to get out or get, get like get out of their chair or do something in, do something more interesting than what I'm doing as the teacher. And um, luckily, I had learned enough by that point when I figured this out to not take it personally. It wasn't that they weren't interested in me or what I was saying. I mean, that is what it was. But uh, but it was because I just I just needed to adjust what I was doing to keep to keep them engaged. Mm. Kids who aren't engaged want to go to the bathroom. On the opposite side, a kid who is super engaged will be having so much fun that they will forget to go to the bathroom. And this is where the peeing the pants part comes in. Because I had a kid, his, uh, his English class name was uh, Ray. And if you're out there, Ray, uh, I will never forget you because you're so fun. Uh, one, of the nicest, uh, one of the nicest, funniest kids. But he, we were doing one of the uh, grape seed slash little seed activities in the class. And um, he, he, he really peed like uh we we had we had to stop everything and uh we had to get help um <laughs> like uh and of course you all as teachers we ex- we experience this all the time as a parent i experience it too all the time too with uh having two little ones but uh um this little boy he was so engaged that uh and he was so in the moment he was he was living in the song or the story that we were doing i'm pretty sure it was an action activity that we were doing and uh yeah he just forgot to go to the bathroom so like if you're uh so i guess the, i guess the moral of this story is if your kids have to go to the bathroom uh you need to be more interesting and if your kids pee their pants then you're doing a great job uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know if that's necessarily the lesson. I think I think Miklos is jokingly saying yes, that. Yes. I think in general, you would like your students to let you know if they really have to go. Yeah, and usually to, yeah. you can tell by as a teacher because they'll be squirming, doing that uncomfortable dance, whether they're standing up or in their chair. Yeah, I should have been paying more attention happen. that day. Uh, yeah. But basically, but but his point yeah. does stand of if if you have one kid that asks. 
usually that's the one that actually needs to go. Mm-hmm. And then the, if you successively in the next 10 seconds have three other kids asking, maybe work on your engagement a little bit more. Yeah, most of I've actually had, I, I, I've actually seen kids too. And this is, this will apply to little C class too because of this age group where um, kids will uh, ask to go to the bathroom and then they'll just go down the hall to the, where the bathroom is and they'll just stand there and get a drink of water and come back because they just want to get up and move around. And when I, the first time I saw that because I was looking out the window of my classroom and I was like, you guys aren't even going to the bathroom. So I realized, I was like, oh, my class just needs to be more physically engaging or more... Um, uh, not not more quote unquote fun per se, but just uh, it needs to have it needs to have the variety the and the, the potential for for discovery and excitement. And if you uh, yeah. come to Little Seed Training, you'll get that guidance. Yes. You'll see that there's a lot of movement incorporated. The welcome is this big thing where students come into the classroom all together. There's action activities, songs that little activities that are mentioned in the teacher manual that will give you guidance on cool little things to do that are extra time. Now, of course, we want to pace our lessons and be worried about that, but it's not necessarily as much of a, uh, a strict guideline to follow as it is in Grapeseed. So you have a little bit more flexibility in, in how you want to execute your teaching of the day. Yeah, this is a good spot to uh to highlight some of what you were just talking about with uh, what with the what's in the training and especially the teacher manual um my experience teaching little seed right now is mostly to my boys at home uh because unfortunately i don't get the chance to to be a teacher at the moment um so i i teach i basically teach little seed at home and one of my boys favorite songs in little seed one of mine too uh because of i'm sure because of them is uh set seven is a song ahoy and uh it's it's you'll recognize the tune because it's uh it, it's um it's 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 pretty catchy and uh uh and it goes sort of like um i have a friend she is a girl she has big toys and her name is joy and basically they they uh, it goes on to where they. It says she plays a game to find pink things. She points to them and shouts "ahoy." And then there's a second part where the, her his friend is a boy, and they they point to blue things and shout "ahoy." And uh, you think, oh yeah, and this is a, um, it's a big book uh, sort of uh, like in Grapesy. There are big books, and there are big books in Little Seed, but they're used differently. Um, but uh, so there are. Uh, this is a a language acquisition tool, but it also should be. It shouldn't just be kids just sitting in chairs, just looking at the looking at the front and just listening to you sing and, and then repeating after you and saying, okay, boys and girls, now it's your turn to sing. Okay, you sing. Um, the teacher manual gives like, one of so many great ideas that are out there, uh, one of which is, um, if it's possible, go outside and take some time to play the find things game like in the song. And then the kids... If the kids are enjoying the song, which if you enjoy the song, they'll enjoy the song and have fun singing it because it is a really fun song. It's super catchy. I've had it stuck in my head for weeks now. And um, and then once they like it, what do kids naturally want to do? They want to copy it. They, um, they, they will want to do the things that are in the story or in the song. And so if you go outside and say, hey, boys, let's, let's be like Joy and Roy in the, in the uh, song Ahoy. Oh, by the way, guess which sound uh, this uh, component is for? Um, the uh, yeah, Joy and Roy, they and play boy. with toys. And yeah, he's a boy. And they say Ahoy. And uh, 
So go outside and do what the nice kids in the story do. And, uh, you know, point to things. And my son, I didn't even have to say it, and he already does. We go to the park, and he just goes, hey, Papa, look, there's a slide. Ahoy! And uh, uh, it's, it's, it's naturally fun. And every single component in Little Seed has that. It has the potential... Uh, for that kind of exploration and, and and again one of my favorite words is discovery discovering new things discovering not just things but ideas and new joys and um, and not just for the kids as as a teacher I'm jealous of every teacher who gets to teach this because I wish this was around 10 years ago so I could have done it but um, yeah I think that is a great place to leave it so if you have a little seed program then definitely try to get yourself in there somehow if you don't have one, uh, talk to your manager, your school management, or reach out to your coach and look at some of the options. I mean, if you even if you don't have a Little Seed program at your school, you can hop on the professional development side of the, the teacher training platform on the portal. You can load up the Little Seed course and you can see me teaching the trainer examples for sets one and two, or you can see Mikolos teaching all of sets Three through eight, all the yes, trainer examples. Yes, that's right. I Very would, awkwardly, as a matter of fact. I would point all of you to Opera Octopus set, what is it, set four, set five? Set uh, six, I believe. Set six, yeah. okay, yeah. Nikolos's rendition of Opera Octopus is nothing short of amazing. Um, he's using his theater major to, uh, that's to, right. to a very high degree. Yeah. Um, and you experienced a little bit of my uh, Fernando the Flying Fish on this show. So exactly. uh, you're welcome, everybody. <laughs> so if you're interested, check out some of those things on the, the teacher training side of the portal. Also, just one more plug for Miklos's podcast. You can look up Grapeseed Radio if mm-hmm. you speak or can understand Japanese to a decent degree. And as always, thank you for listening and good luck in the classroom. was a good day, but now I will say goodbye, my friends, goodbye. Goodbye, everyone.